welcome to Free and Out, our episode recap of the weekend of sports. I'm joined by Jason Waterfalls. Jason, how are we doing? Doing great. How are you doing? You made some you money, know, huh? Made a little bit of money. I did. You a know what I did? Bit. I made the bold. I made the bold, responsible financial move of just cashing everything out. All my gambling apps. I'm at zero now. I cashed it all out. I wanted Caesars to know. I wanted FanDuel to know. I wanted Mr. DraftKings to be like, hey. I'm always going to be here, okay? You took the lean off of your Hawaii house, is that correct? Yeah, you know, I feel, I'm feeling more comfortable now. So, I, you know, I was Airbnb in it a little bit, but now I'm like, I think I can just float this straight, you know, straight cash for myself. So I'm not, now I'm not in, in such dire financial straits. But, you know, um, it's, and, and that's kind of what I want to get into or the first uh, of the three and out is uh, Super Bowl game what is because in our text thread, um, you know, we're obviously we're always texting about the game. Uh, there was a moment where uh, you looked like you had read this game completely correctly, and Andre and I had not read it correctly. And then just as quickly as that happened, it flipped around. So um, I wanted to ask, like, um, we can play the what if game. Everybody says don't play the what if game. Don't play the what if game. I love playing the what if game. It's one of everybody my that to do. says don't play the what if game is actively playing the what if game in their head. It's like people who say, I don't love drama. You do. Everybody loves drama. What are you <laughs> talking you know, about? Do you know who loves drama? People that say, I don't love drama. I, I Look, I love drama. I love drama, and I love the what if game. And so shoot me. Like, I don't care. I love those things. Is that why, so you, love, thought, is that, is that why you love Yellowstone so much? I do, because there's a lot of what ifs, um, especially with that prequel. And there's also, I mean, there could be more drama, to be honest with you. There could. Um, no, so there could not. Everything is a big swing. You've got to give it to them on this one. Everything is a big swing. But we're gonna play. We're gonna love the drama, and we're gonna love the what ifs. Um, so I want to ask you like a couple what ifs about that. Because at any point, you know, obviously you were on the losing end of this game. I'm trying to rub it in, just what it was. Um, were there specific what ifs where you're like, if that doesn't happen, like maybe if a certain pass interference call doesn't get made, I probably win my bet. Well, I'm just gonna bring my out section or, or my outtake up to right now because I'm out on blaming the refs. I think the refs oh. were fine this game. Yeah. I think there was a, maybe two questionable calls both directions that evened out. I think they let them play quite a bit. And I also believe that uh, the face mask was more of a face push. He didn't grab the mask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I okay. also think that the, the holding call on the end zone or on the uh, goal line was not that bad. So those basically even out. Okay, on the face mask, I can tell you were a brother who would do the, like, I'm not touching her, and, like, you would get as close as humanly possible to touching your sibling without actually touching, so the spirit of the rule is being abided by, while, uh, I'm sorry, the technicality of the law is being abided by, but the spirit is being violated. Um, but, I, you know, I'm, I think I'm with you because, uh, and, and, and I say this because the game worked out in my favor, but uh, because if Jalen Ramsey gets whiplashed and the Rams lose, I think I'm going to be pretty insufferable about that. But I kind of... You know, it, especially in relation to the NBA, where I feel like everything is slowed down and examined from 15 different angles. Yes. I'd rather move quickly and be wrong sometimes than be absolutely correct, but move excruciatingly slow. That's so, the take right there. That's how the game felt. It's like, yeah, did, it, did they miss something? Maybe. You look back at the replay and you're like, that could have been called. And if it was called, you'd probably be like, wow, he really whipped his head. And then yeah. you look back on it and it wasn't called. And it's like, well, he pushed his head for sure. And I don't know why I, I I've thought it's not. It's, I've always kind of felt like that because I remember watching uh, professional wrestling, and when the refs wouldn't catch like the dirty stuff, I would be mad. But then I'd be like, "Hey, it's part of the deal." You know what I mean? Sometimes they catch. That's life, bro. Sometimes you catch the dirty stuff. Sometimes you don't. Okay. But yeah. So like, uh, my what ifs are more. You know, uh, I had about what if Odell Beckham Jr. doesn't get injured? Do you think this game is a similar kind of game, or do you think it gets out of control early? 
I think it gets more out of control. I don't know if it's going to be. I, I think it's. A, I think it's going to be a ten point loss for the Bengals. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be a seventeen point loss. I don't think it's that out of control. Yeah. But I definitely think that it would be the Bengals chasing. I don't think the Bengals get the lead. Uh, the Rams had really figured out credit to Sean McVay, uh, who I kind of talked bad about about not trusting him. But he really figured out, and credit to OBJ too, because he really those three, meaning Cup. OBJ and Sean McVay, however they were using those two, was just lethal. I mean, one yeah. one of them was open every play. Let me throw some of this at you. And this is like uh, uh, different matchups, if different matchups had happened. Because I watched this. I didn't think it was a great game. And I don't think it was the best two teams of the NFL uh, season, you know, representing this. So I know the Rams won the Super Bowl. I don't think they were the best team this year. But it made me think like different matchup calibrations. So if the Chiefs win the AFC and they're playing the Rams, uh, do you think the Rams win this game? I don't think so because you saw what Burrow was able to do that secondary. Yeah. And I know Ramsey was really tough, but I, I just Kelsey and Tyreek Hill against against them, I just think yeah. that that's a, a difference maker, especially once Weddle got hurt too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Hit that pec muscle. I didn't know. I thought it was a shoulder or whatever. I thought that could spell a disaster uh, if only the Bengals could hold their blocks a little bit more. Same with the Bills. I feel like Bills are in that game. The Bills win big time. I do too because they they're gonna run they're gonna run the ball differently better than than the Chiefs or yeah. the Bengals are gonna you know and weirdly when I went uh, NFC side if the Bucks the Packers or the Niners are playing the Bengals I think all three of those win and that's the I, I, I thought it it's one the weird situation where kudos to both teams I don't think either were the best in their conference both but uh, cashed everything in and uh, made the most of what they had but i don't know in that different we'll ways in very in different ways very different ways i don't know that we'll see either team here again for a very long time yeah to, and, we, you know. and we might we might talk about that a little bit in our next episode this this week but you know i don't think the Bengals are coming back i, I no. think they're going to be a good team but that division is so complicated every it's single freaking year it's an absolute uh, my, monster my biggest what ifs are injuries, though. You were alluding to, or we talked about the Weddle injury, and then obviously you talked about the um, the OBJ injury. But we had both quarterbacks seemingly get get pretty bad injuries. I don't know what is going to end up happening with Burrow. Stafford seems to be okay. It was just like a really, really bad bend on that foot, like got yeah. stretched out terribly. That would have been some crazy what ifs in the game oh as gosh. well. You want to talk about the NFL uh, nightmare? Is if you've got <laughs> I don't even know Brandon Allen and. I don't I know. I really don't. I really don't. They said the Rams back up right when it happened. And I was like, I don't think I've heard of that name before. It's, it was already kind of uh that third quarter was a really bad quarter of football and into like the, the beginning of the fourth quarter. If you throw in some backup quarterbacks in there and Aaron Donald is just eating people, I don't know that that's what the NFL wants. So, you know, it would probably be like Eminem kneeling and then two backup quarterbacks and the NFL is like, I think we quit. I just think we quit everything. And we maybe that's the biggest out. what if of the, of the entire uh, Super Bowl is what if Eminem didn't kneel and listened <laughs> to the NFL? It's like, I, I can't tell if that is actually a big deal in a story or if the uh, mainstream media is like making that. I just, I can't tell if I, I, I can't tell the narrative around it. And frankly, I don't really care enough to see. So I, I, don't, I don't either. He, here's what I think happened. I think that if this didn't come out, that his kneeling would not been uh, not have been directly associated with Colin Kaepernick. Like right. In the moment, I didn't think he was kneeling for Colin Kaepernick. I thought he I was kneeling either. to take all the shine away from him to put the shine on Dr. Dre when Dr. Dre went to the piano. Yes. See, it I was, agree with it you. Was, it was weird how long he kneeled. 
Eminem. was it was a long time. It was a long time. And if he wants to kneel for Colin Kaepernick, great. If he wants yeah. to kneel for uh, crypto uh, too as a salesman, I don't, like I just don't care. Not, you know, not like the same effectiveness. That's a do whatever. Market. It's like whatever. Stand for whatever you're going to stand for. I, I support everybody. Whatever. I I was more thinking in terms of staging. I was like, I I wouldn't know what else to do if I was Eminem. Like. Do you just stand there? What do you do with your hands? What do you do with your face? What do you do with that weird beard that you have on? And it is a weird beard. It's a weird beard. No one's it's, talking about it's, it. It's it's not a weird beard. It's just it's weird a colored. Beard. It's a pube beard, and it doesn't just feel the, like it occurs in nature. No one's uh, talking about it, but it's true. Marshall, People are let, thinking let, let the salt and pepper happen. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, or just like go babyface. I don't know. Or just like wear a mask. It was just it was just a weird choice. It was. But I, okay. I think that's why the news came out because the only drama I'm here for in, in about the Eminem stuff is nothing to do with Eminem. It's who leaked it and why. Because yeah. I think there was no talk about him kneeling being like a, a, a symbol to no. support Ka- Kaepernick. So yeah. then I thought I, I think that the you know the buzz buzzing bees behind the scenes got together and was like we have to get this out there. Nobody's talking about it. It's not being connected that that's what happened. So let's take shots at the NFL. Yeah, we see some controversy. I uh, uh, was Eminem's beard weirder um, or less weird than Fifty Cent hanging upside down. I, that's from the music video. I don't understand why everybody's giving him so much crap. Like, I don't weigh the same amount that I did twenty years ago or whatever it is. Like, listen, I'm not giving crap. Good. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not fighting Fifty. Like, that's that's what I'm going on record as. It's it's good I, here. We're I'm good. not giving crap. What I'm what I want to say, Jason, if you would let me finish, was brilliant. <laughs> Uh, camouflage because when you're hanging upside down, you can't quite tell what, uh, what, who is this? What's going on here? I thought it was great because if he just rolls out there, the weight gain is probably going to be the topic of conversation. But instead, he's it hanging already down, was. So it's disorienting. It's it's less a topic of conversation. Did you see the? So uh, vi- did you see the video of him uh, getting up there? Like he walks out from the back of that room. No. No, I and did not. He got up there pretty quick. I wouldn't. I would still not not mess with fifty. Listen, no shade to fifty. Like, do your thing, man. Like, uh, no shade at all. So, uh, yeah, some of the, I don't some even of the know comments about inflation about. were pretty funny, though. I gotta say, <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. Um, yeah, I didn't really have anything else, but um, I just, man, credit Joe Burrow. You know, I just love that guy. I really like that guy. And credit I've, Stafford. Who Chris I Stafford. said from the beginning, and I'm going to have to hear, freaking hear Andre, and he's already been doing it on Twitter and text, supporting Stafford all of a sudden when he badmouthed him all year. <laughs> I just, I think, uh, I think Joe Burrow got his leg snapped, and we're going to find that out later that he tore his ACL. Um, that guy got his A-word beat all year, and he also got it beat in the Super Bowl, and he kept coming, and uh, just credit to him. I just really, I, I love him. I wish the Bengals had won, not financially, but just like emotionally. So, And I wish um, I would have just gone on Bengals plus four and a half is the thing I believed in the most, and man. I kept freaking putting the over into it as well, and all I needed was one touchdown. And and the biggest what if, probably, that we're not even talking about is that last pass. And, yeah. it, it you know, it was a full two yards away from happening so it's not like it was an inch away from happening sure but that would have been that would have been really cool look uh if if obj hadn't blown his leg out and um uh uh, johnny hecker hadn't dropped that extra point um i would be so insufferable right now and i would be (laughs) living on a cloud of money so you know it is what it is uh and i like that the gambling gods kept me humble so i just think that's good let's go next three and out uh topic uh i wanted to ask you so obviously you know uh last year we had tom brady 
uh, matriculate into the Bucks, winning the Super Bowl. This year, we had Matt Stafford. I'm sorry, Matthew Stafford. I am a little annoyed with how insistent he is that everybody call him Matthew. I've like, literally never heard him say it. I've only heard people in the media say it. Well, but see, Cooper Cup calls him Matthew. All of his teammates call him Matthew. Because that's what he wants that, to go by. So the respectability is to do that. But we'd, we've never called him Matthew Stafford. We've always called him Matt Stafford. So yes. then you get in there, and then it's like, oh, you want your name changed? And then you just got to work on it. That's all. That's all. It is, but it's like that is um, when the shorthand of your name everyone accepts is Matt, and you're like, no, I want the more cumbersome pronunciation. That's just a bridge too far for me. So I'm actually out on Matt Stafford. I'm sorry, Matthew Stafford now. I'm out on him because of his assistance that. I'm glad he won the Super Bowl, but I'm a little annoyed with how he chooses to be identified. So I, I, love, your, I love your stance, and I bet you don't like people that go by their middle name also. Uh, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> you know what, though? I never said, hey, you know what? Here's how Matthew Stafford and I are different. When I talk to people at the bank and they're like, they call me Randall because that's my first name. I don't say, hey, ma'am, <laughs> yeah, I go by well, Knox. I, I say, don't you think, know what? I don't think, Matt, yeah, I don't think cool. Matthew Stafford, when, when somebody at the bank calls him Matt, does it either. I guess is my point. You don't know. You don't know what our bank accounts are. I mean, you do. It's not like... <laughs> God, I wonder what his bank account looks like. But um, I, I imagine, I imagine at his bank they do get it right. I guess is the point. I guess that you're you're probably on the winning end of this one because at his bank they do get it right every single time. Whereas at do. your bank, whatever they call you, you're, you're there for two twenties to give one twenty to each of your older kids and then move on. You know, they just like, hey, uh, guy who looks like out of shape villain that Black Panther beats up in the sequel. <laughs> uh, what do, <laughs> do you want this in cash or twenties or hundreds? <laughs> I'm like whatever man just call me whatever just give me my money uh so uh the, the rams got matthew stafford um and uh it makes me want to ask do you think other quarterbacks will be like uh, or uh, i'm sorry other teams will be like you know what we just need a new quarterback we'll win super bowl it's happened two times all we need is just new quarterback new quarterback win super bowl let's start that now do you think that'll be a trend that catches on in the nfl yeah i think that's kind of the new trend because when it used to be is build a really really good team and then get a game manager right somebody that won't lose you a super bowl right that's mm-hmm. how brady was early in his career before he really took off it's like oh well, that's a great one trent dilfer brad johnson a couple of these other uh, super bowl winning quarterbacks that have been kind of in that in in that realm i think what's happening now is let's put a great team together and not overpay the quarterback and then leverage the future and go get a quarterback once we know we have a solid team so i think that that's what you're going to end up seeing for some of these teams like broncos titans uh, maybe the Saints, Buccaneers again, possibly. Like they're they're all just make sure our foundation is there, and then ab- absolutely leverage for the future. You know that's a that's a good way to put it, leveraging for the future. Because I think for so long, I've always heard that uh, I've heard about teams being cap hell, you know, and like not getting in cap hell in the future. And I've never actually seen that happen because the, I th- I think the Saints for the last. 28 years have been about to go into cap hell and yeah. they've never actually gone into cap hell. So I think uh, the Rams, if anything, I don't think people will start to uh, impersonate the let's go all in and just like trade all of our draft picks for stars. I don't think they're quite that bold, but I do think the idea of, oh yeah, like why don't we just like push all the chips in a little bit? I think that's going to start uh, a real dialogue and a real conversation. I think even more because of this quarterback thing, I think and and uh, it reminds me a little bit of the McVay uh, Wonderkin stuff and like let's mm-hmm. hire anyone who's ever worked with him, which I think is hilarious because in two Super Bowls, his teams have not played well offensively. I know. It's crazy. But literally everyone who's ever coached offense for him or with him are getting jobs. But regardless, um, and I think we're in a unique market with athletes, with quarterbacks, 
uh, and just the league that are more amenable to moving and being moved. Uh, so, I, I mean, I think we're going to have an influx of it. I don't know that it's necessarily going to translate to next year's Super Bowl team is going to have a new quarterback. I wouldn't be stunned if it did, though, you know? At least one of them. I would not be stunned at all if one of them, maybe not the winner, but if one of the teams had, had a new quarterback, especially if it was, it was Rodgers, um, I'm trying to think who else would move because I, I think one, one thing that we do need to put in context here is like Brady going to the Bucks is way different than Stafford going to the Rams. Brady is a much better quarterback this year, last year, the year before than Stafford was this year, last year, the year before. Sure. So, so it's not exactly the same, but yeah. it, it, kind of what you're, what you're talking about here is in the quarterback shopping is that to me, love, love Jared Goff, good guy, whatever, blah, blah, blah. That is an upgrade to go to Stafford, an oh, absolute sure. upgrade. And mm-hmm. so if, if you're the Titans and, and your boy Tannehill, whom you love, <laughs> if you can upgrade that to Aaron Rodgers, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> if you can upgrade that to Aaron Rodgers, that's just, that is an upgrade. That takes your team to the next level, period. Yeah, and I think you, you, uh, the Titans are a great point because I think you're going to have a handful of teams like that, like the Titans, like the 49ers. Like, we're good. We're good enough to play in the Super Broncos, Bowl. Broncos, Texans. The, the, like, yeah. I'm not saying they're going to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying they're winning the Super Bowl. But you put a good quarterback on either of those teams. No, no shade to Davis Mills, but he was, you know, rookie who's doing his best. Yeah. But you put a good good quarterback on those teams. Those teams were feisty in a lot of their games that they were in. Oh, sorry. I thought you were making a joke, making a funny thing that you said. You said the Texans in a serious context. I thought it was comedy rule of threes of like Broncos, Titans, ha ha, Texans. And like it was a funny thing. The Texans won a lot of games and played a lot of other games closely with a coach that was going to be fired all year and a a rookie quarterback. And and Tyrod Taylor, who I love and might be the most cursed player in NFL history. I love Tyrod so much. I do too. Uh, Anybody who gets their lungs stabbed by a doctor uh, right before a professional football game, it's just not working. Right before the professional football game where they're definitely going to be the starter all year after he's bounced around everywhere and gotten replaced. Um, is this just about Luffy's beard? And if it is, that's okay. If it is, it just about Luffy's beard? You're like, I, I, just I don't want... know if the Texans are going to be good next year. And I'm not doing a whole Texans thing. You're baiting me into this. I'm saying they were <laughs> they were feisty. And if yeah. a better quarterback was on that team, I think they would make the playoffs in the seventh seat or something. Right. But we're talking about winning the Super Bowl, and okay, you just okay. threw the Texans <laughs> in like right. it was napalm. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> that's <laughs> my, my bad. My bad. My bad. No, live with it. Like, breathe. I don't believe you know? in it that much to live in it. Like, that's no, not. That's not I think my you should. That's not I'm my trying, I'm not trying to shame you. I'm just saying. No, if it's all about Lovey's beard, just say it's Lovey's beard, and that's. If okay. he shaves that beard, we riot. You, wow. you heard that last episode. Um, I, I I think you're right. I think Aaron Rodgers is the obvious one. Weirdly, I think Aaron Rodgers is staying now. I think he's staying. It's so weird. I'm so over it. I want him to leave so that because I love when narratives die. I, yeah. I I loved it when Tebow won a playoff game. I loved it when you know Brett Favre finally retired. Uh, you know, like these sort of things. Like you're just a big punctuation guy. People people have always said that about. Well, you. I guess you love the punctuation. <laughs> I do love punctuation. I put a period yeah. after every text. Uh, exactly. You know, I, I I just it, some of these things go on too long. And yeah, and like the Kyler stuff, like you were alluding to. Uh, off air a little bit when we when we did all the juicy stuff that we're not going to put out there unless people say right. even more. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Kyler, what, what's the plan? Just tell me the communicate the plan to somebody. Aaron, what's the plan? Communicate it to somebody. You'll say if X, and if they don't do X, then we have some content to say that Packers didn't do what he said. But we have no idea what these people are wanting, and maybe that's okay because they're doing it behind closed doors, and that's probably the best place to do it. In all honesty, but it just makes both sides look bad, in my opinion. But to be a truth teller, 
uh, it does feel a little weird that Aaron Rodgers is like, here's exactly what I want. And if I don't get it, I'm going to freak out. And if I do, I'll stay here. It's a little strange to do that. Are you a big semicolon colon guy? Do you use those kind of punctuations? No, because I do not know how to use them correctly. Oh, see, that's how we're different. I don't know how to use them correctly either, but I use them all the time. I use them all the time. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know if this is correct. I don't know uh, possessive apostrophes. I'm 50-50 on that most of the time. I'm just big, flinging those things around. Big uh, ending the sentence guy with, with a period exclamation point or question mark and big ellipsis guy for dramatic effect especially Love over ellipsis. text yeah and use your commas appropriately i didn't say correctly i said appropriately yeah, yeah i just uh man i used to hate oxford comma but then the song publishing, uh, i love that song never heard the song but i've supported vampire you. weekend uh no i've never heard that i don't know that song not a big vampire oh, Weekend guy what didn't have you pegged for a vampire weekend guy to be honest oh absolutely 100 percent. you're acting shocked but you know that it's shocking do you know who my favorite band right now is uh the strokes ajr oh i love the strokes yeah, the we strokes both are love good. the strokes yeah a- ajr you know you love them what they've got all the bangers right now man man I, to be honest with you it's the new I imagine was, dragon but in a better way it's like elevated it's i was like sitting here from thinking, hill from i don't know ever i'm not kidding by the way i know you <laughs> no, think i'm doing a bit no no i don't i was sitting here thinking i have no idea what your taste of music is like i've <laughs> legitimately besides kanye i don't know that i could name a single artist that i feel confident that you actually like like you could talk me into ben folds five or you could talk me into death metal and i wouldn't have a good i know i remember you like john mayer a lot like yep. you're early on john mayer oh, early yeah. buyer on john mayer oh, so yeah. credit to you but other than that i have no idea what music you like taylor swift folklore absolutely yes taylor swift evermore <laughs> absolutely no do you think most guys know each other's tastes in music, or is that like the final frontier of like untoxic masculinity to know like what bangers dudes like of each other's? I hope they do because I talk about AJR a lot and I play it I, a lot in front of friends and people. AJR feels like a stat that uh, Trent Dilfer is screaming at me about. Don't do ESPN. this. Don't do no, this. It does. I don't know if that means. Do you listen to the Ryan Rosillo podcast? Uh, from time to time, yes, I do. Do you listen to Trent Dilfer on there? Uh, I do. I really actually like him on there. Oh, okay. This, I do not like him on there. Wow. We're just we're circling each other with bad takes. I can feel it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand what he's doing on there. You know what I like? This he's is only a- breaking down his, his side of the story all the time, which isn't the end of the world, but it's not good takes. Okay, it's not. But I just appreciate anyone who can monologue for a long amount of time without anyone interrupting them. I don't even – the content doesn't have to be good, but I'm just like, wow, you're still going, and you don't sound like you're running out of breath or like about to throw up. Well, we both, we both absolutely love Cowherd for that, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. And he, he's not my favorite listen anymore, but he, he was he, the first he, guy who did he the was incredible Collinsworth. Day. Oh, he's so good at it. But uh, he was the first one I noticed that would call pass rush, pass rush. Um, and Collinsworth does it too. And it's hard to not hear once you hear it for the first time. And, and um, a big thing in, in sports media is like once Cowherd really started taking off, you really noticed that Bill Simmons kept trying to do more and more monologues. And they're just, yeah. they're not the same person and they're not there for that. Bill Simmons needs a, a partner going and, and Cowherd can just go on and on. It's an art form, and I've I've done solo podcasts about Survivor, and it is excruciating to listen to. No, so, it's not. Uh, no, I'm not saying that as someone who can. I don't do agree. It. I don't agree. It's, but back to the Texans. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl, which definitely. I, no, I, aggregate I, that. Aggregate that. Jason Waterfalls Texans Super Bowl next no, year. It'll be hilarious if they do win the Super Bowl, though. I'm I trying to disconnect from that franchise. I the Kyler stuff. The Kyler stuff is so strange because he has disconnected from the card. And we talked about this a little bit last week. So he's done the social stuff, right? I'm not friends with you anymore. Um, but now, weirdly, 
stuff's trickling out from the Cardinal side. And I don't know if it's from management or from coaches or from players. I feel like it's from players. And they're talking about how he's kind of a weirdo. He's kind of a diva. He loves to finger point. Uh, Brock Heward was on ESPN. And he talked about how Kyler is super focused on Sunday. And that's it. He's not focused on football Monday to Saturday. And for a guy to come out and say something like that, even though it's Brock Heward, um, it's a little weird for stuff like that to trickle out. So I don't know how this plays out. Um, I don't know if he leaves and plays baseball. It doesn't feel like I hope he does because that would be that would be incredible just from a storyline perspective that the narrative would end in Arizona and then it would just like it'd be this other narrative. But I, I just you cannot go from being a starting quarterback in the NFL to giving baseball the old the old college try. I know, but, but listen, this isn't a Tim Tebow situation. Kyle was, I think, ninth overall, first round draft pick. I like, get it. Good. I get it. But that's you know, in baseball, that's no guarantee that you're going to be a starter on, on, on in the big show. I would love a situation. Are we still calling it the big show. We are calling no, just the video game. But we can call it the okay. Big, okay. They're on strike, so we can call it whatever they want. Um, I like a situation where a professional athlete's like, I'm going to play basketball for two years. I'm back to football. I think I'm going to do lacrosse. Yeah, I do too. Bit. But I, I want that. I, so I, bad. But I want them to play. Like Dion. Dion knew he's going to play, and then when he got benched, you know. You know, yeah. for the whole thirty for thirty or whatever, it's just like that was that was not a good look. But he actually played both. Bo actually played both. I do. Think Are we person- sure Kyler's going to go and actually play? I think he will, but I, I think in terms of the guy who's going to bounce back and forth, it's not the five seven guy who has bad body language. That's just not going to happen. Right. Who was your favorite Dion? Braves Dion or Cincinnati Reds Dion? There is a correct answer. Cincinnati Reds Dion. Cincinnati Reds Dion because he did the like the cutoff sleeves and he oh, did yeah. the high socks with the stripes. That was incredible. Like that, I'm not saying that was a sexual experience for a lot of people watching it. I'm not, not saying it. You know what I mean? Not not saying it. That was wild, man. With him, him and Otis him Hickson, and Chris, him and Chris Sabo, just absolutely bringing the sexual thunder. You're you're baiting me because you knew I wore Rex specs like Chris Sabo. When I also wore Rex specs. I still have them downstairs. Respect to those kids. Those kids are the ones who should lead this country. Man, okay. They sucked so bad. <laughs> I think they hurt worse than the actual glasses. I, I, I mean, I think it was probably like the lens quality of my actual glasses would have just like cut my entire face in half at that yeah. time. They were not in any type of polycarbonate, but I the, think uh, that was the Rex the specs summer. were not comfortable. I had uh, that was a big summer because I got Rexpecs and braces, and uh, oh, I was just kind of killing the game socially. To be honest, I mean, I didn't need to explain <laughs> that, but you kind of knew. Really I didn't get braces until I was sixteen and had them until I was twenty-one. So, speaking of just absolutely wow. killing, killing the game, <laughs> that's so, so long. <laughs> I think they passed the law and said you can't do that anymore. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Was the dentist on the run, or were they like, "No, this is good. Like, we need so, this." So much oral hygiene talk from me in the last couple of uh, different versions of episodes. Man, man, I think I had mine for like eight months, and they're like, "Oh, your problem is you're just missing teeth." So we'll just fix that. That's, you have that's braces for eight months? It was not a long time. It was not a long time. Again, really bad summer for me. Um, did you see the the report that mine Russ, was five years? And you're like, so, and you're well, like, see, what a bad summer. My son was like, uh, he got his braces planned the other day, and they were like, so in decade two, that's when we're really going to see this, <laughs> oh the teeth God. shift. So he's in for a great life. It's going to be wonderful. <laughs> um, uh, I saw uh, a report. I don't know if it's Schefter or Morrison or somebody else, uh, but Russ uh, Wilson and Deshaun Watson might get targeted by the Bucks in this offseason. How did you think about that? Oh, that's interesting. I wonder if that will pass. Does Tampa Bay pass Sierra's uh – list and that, that that was not available on ah, i don't think she does <laughs> uh but who knows he might be desperate at this point he might be like anybody just get me out of seattle here yeah i i, I, don't, I think they're gonna make a move um i think they if you're are any of these guys don't you want 
don't you want to go to Nashville or Denver, Broncos or Titans? I would not target anywhere else, but they all have their, you know, their market plays and, and their I, advertising things. You're not wrong. I don't know. I, I can't tell if the Titans are like, no, we do need a quarterback. Or if they're like, no, I think we can get it on Danny Hill. It just if Derek There's a more report more about the Colts. Did you see this one? I did. did you, I wanted to bring uh, that up with the Carson Wentz because uh, the idea is that um, he's either going to be uh, cut or traded um, uh, before next season. And a lot of it had to do with contractual stuff where he's owed a massive amount of money, which I think makes more sense. Um, but the vibe in Indy, do you think it's more uh, distaste for Wentz or, hey, we might be able to get in the mix here with one of these big deal quarterbacks and we can Yeah, we it's, can it's, it's only cut Wentz if Rodgers is, mm. is like the, 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 the prominent headline. And then it's just, and then other stuff's like cut Wentz if the other guy we like better after you sign him and he plays well. You know, it's just like, sure. It's going to be buyer's remorse if it doesn't go well. Like, well, at least we knew what we had with Wentz and he was really good, you know, good relationship with Frank Reich. So I think there's some of that going on. Yeah, because you might be in Indy looking at Jimmy G suiting up and being like, "Is this is this better?" Or, or this freaking kinda... like Tannehill or something. If if, if Rodgers goes to Tennessee, you know, it's it's something like that. It's just like trickle down effect. If you, uh, as a adjacent Indianapolis Colts fan, because um, proximity, would you rather see Jimmy G or Carson Wentz? Oh my gosh, I don't know. Wentz is infuriating. I, <laughs> I think Jimmy G is more infuriating. It's a really tough choice. That, it's can I not? <laughs> I don't know what Sophie's Choice means, but I feel like this is that. I think it's about a Meryl Streep movie where yeah, I never somebody had to choose a parent, and I don't think Meryl Streep, the mother, was the obvious choice, but that's an old movie, and I don't care about old movies, so I'm just not going to verify that. Um, yeah, I just feel like both made me want to quit the season, you know? So I just don't care at that point. Um, uh, let me, let me, we'll end this segment with this one. Um, if I said, Jason, I am more than 50% sure that Tom Brady will play quarterback for the Niners next year. Would you say you're crazy or you're probably right? I think he's going to take a year off. I wouldn't be surprised if they do the Trey Lance project and then he goes mm. and plays in there in two years. Okay, okay, okay. I don't think the I, 49ers can just sign him and put Trey Lance to the side. I think they should. But if that's the case too, why would you go through this entire retirement thing? I think he's going to take a year off. I think he wants to take a year off. Okay, that's a great question. I'm glad you brought that up because Mike Sando on The Athletic has a whole theory about this. Um, and he said it's because uh, a lot of scuttlebutt, the same people who were talking about how Tom Brady might retire. PEDs, uh, gotcha. A few, a few months before that were saying that Brady's quietly very frustrated with the coaching of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, so the idea that he trots out is that Brady didn't want to retire, but he didn't want to do an ugly force my way out of town thing and force a trade to the Niners. So he's just gonna, he was going to quietly retire and then several months later start insinuating that he'd love to play for the Niners if they're interested in it and work out a quiet trade between the Bucks and the Niners so he didn't hold them hostage. Um, and that's going to that be... He's holding them hostage. Yeah, but it's quiet. It's not like, uh, where's Tom Brady going to play next year? Blah, blah, blah. It's all done. And what by the this? time it's out there, it's already done. It's already finished. You know what I mean? I think I know more than Mike Sando. I'm completely kidding. But what is Brady's contract? Because that doesn't make any sense to me. He's got a third year, so he'd have to be traded. He can't just like go there, um, but they can uh, negotiate in good faith with each other instead of being like, yo, I, don't, I just don't want to do this with y'all anymore because Bruce gotcha. Arians is, is like a potato. And he is. He is like a potato at, at this point. So I, 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 $24 really interesting million though, cap hit. It's the, it's the aspect of the stories we got in the lead up to the Super Bowl where it was always Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan were both battling for Matt, Matthew Stafford. 
to for him to become the quarterback next year. So I know it's on the Niners' mind, and I know they want to find a new quarterback. And I know John Lynch, as soon as the uh, uh, Niners lost the Rams, he was like, hey, great game, Jimmy. You're not going to be here next year, uh, but thank you for all your effort here. You I'm know? not going to hold you to this number. What, what percent do you think that Tom Brady plays at all next season? I think 75.9% he plays. That's fair. Yeah, I have to I go just, fifty. I have to go fifty-one because he's a maniac. Yeah, Anybody I mean, that goes thing. less than fifty-one is is lying to themselves because this guy is a freaking maniac, and I mean that in the best way. And I know he really he seems to. I don't know for certain, but he seems to really care about his family, and I think he yes. really earned, deserved, needs a year off. But I think that that might be. I mean, you're getting to the point now at that age where it's just like if he it, takes one year off, one year he's done. He's never coming back. So I think for to retire and then two days later be like never say never. My man's coming back. He's just waiting for a nice, spicy situation. So I think it's Niners. I think uh, 100% it's Niners. Crazy. I think it would be a good fit. I, I, it, regardless, though, do we agree that the Niners are going into next season, not with Trey Lance, but with a significant quarterback upgrade? No, we don't you agree. Don't think so? No, I, I, don't, I think if it's, if it's not Rodgers or Brady, I think they, they, go with, uh, they go with Trey Lance. So you think uh, in the Packers game, when Jimmy G was chicken-winging interceptions that the Packers refused to catch – and Kyle Shanahan was like, we could put in Trey Lance. And everyone's like, no, remember, we can't do that. That's crazy. We can't put him in a game. But you, you, think you, now you understand that year? If, if they don't place Trey Lance next year and they don't do really, really well, yeah. that that means John Lynch is on the hot seat. And I don't uh, think John Lynch is going to put John Lynch on the hot seat. But see, here's the interesting I thing. I think he's going to let Trey Lance go down in flames <laughs> and be like, not me. We, we did that what was we needed. Pick. Yeah. Well, it was his pick, but. But see, that was Kyle Shanahan's pick. That was what he pushed for. That's what all reports uh, say. I think John Lynch might be the le- less sneed thing of like, um, if I just make that tax bill uh, immense down the road, uh, but I keep kicking it down the road, they can never blame me for it. So I think he might be less. Uh, the best thing to make give me a contract extension is a Super Bowl appearance or a win with Tom Brady. So I don't know. It's going to be weird. I, I really don't think they're going to run into the next season with Trey Lance. I think Kyle Shanahan's like, yo, we, we were better than the Rams. And we could have whipped the Bengals, so we just need a quarterback situation. Which, which, if that's the case, I forgot about that, and, you, and you're, you're dead right. If if Trey Lance was really who Shanahan wanted, yeah, and Shanahan wouldn't put him in over Jimmy G, yeah, that's not that's even that's like double down bad. That's really not great. That's really not great. Um, okay, let's do last one here. Uh, uh, who is going to be more retired after the Super Bowl? That's the question I want to ask for the third uh, three and out. Um, obviously, we got a little bit of rumors picking up about Sean McVay walking away. Crazy. Uh, just last lot week. Of, just like, yeah, just really started kind of quickly. Uh, Aaron Donald, that was kind of matriculating out also there. Also crazy just last away. week, yeah. Uh, the Bengals offensive line coach, is he just going to be like, I think I've done. I think I've solved offensive line play forever. Is he going to be done? Or uh, is the Bengals Super Bowl chances with Joe Burrow as the quarterback going to be more retired? Which of those things are going to be more retired uh, in a few days? It seems like Aaron Donald, no? It would be weird for him to be like, ah, I'm back and I'm doing it. It feels like that was really like the uh, the, the grand outro for his career. I don't, I don't see how McVay actually steps away. There was a, what I was hearing was a lot of talk, not like I was hearing in the general media. I don't have sources. Hey, you know, stop. You know what? Let's, let's, everybody muff them. I think what your move should be now is to act like you do have like serious sources and we never like allude to it. I've tried for a while it. and I just say I've been hearing and stuff like that, but it's just like, I don't have, you know. No, but I think we commit, commit to the bit. And we'll get yeah, Andre on it and be like, you know, I was talking to, uh, well, I can't say his name, maybe later, uh, but he was letting me know. That. And I just think that, like, that's your whole thing. That's your whole vibe. And you're like, what is Jason Waterfalls? like is he like connected and we're like i don't know we can't really comment what if i start saying unanimous source instead of anonymous source (laughs) 
I think that's also great. I think you could be like anonymous and unanimous sources have been telling me. <laughs> <laughs> My unanimous sources have been telling me that uh, McVeigh wants to get into media and have a little mm-hmm. bit cushier of a schedule. And obviously he was talking about getting married this summer and is starting a family and all this stuff. I don't know, man. I know he's been on the grind for a long time since he was very, very young and he still is very, very young, but I cannot see him just going out. But I also can. I can see him being like, you know who had a really great situation figured out? John Gruden. And he's like, I, he coached, he won a Super Bowl, he got into media, and then he came back. And Sean McVay is 12 years old. So he could take off 15 years and be 27 years old and come back and coach. And I th- he's probably thinking like, and I know I don't have racist emails. So that's not going to be a problem for me. And I, I can hope, just come back I hope later he doesn't. And still be like a young guy and like still have a good job. I think that might be the move. The, the best way to create demand for yourself is to walk away. And even more, I think he's looking at the Rams and he's like, <laughs> we kind of cashed in here. And uh, I don't know how much more, uh, how much long we can keep this up with uh, a lack of draft picks and like older stars. So I, I think it's a little more viable than we think it is. So that, that's kind of where I'm going to is that I think the most – Who's going to retire the most is Donald. The Bengals line coach, like we can make fun of him and we should, but I don't know if he had a lot of talent to work with. He so. was not given anything, but he does have to die, right? They do have to take him behind the locker room and kill him after <laughs> yeah. this. Um, and then and, the and Bengals, Joe Burrow has to watch the light go out in his eyes. You know and the Bengals I mean? Super Bowl chances uh, with Joe Burrow, I think they have a really good team except for the offensive line. So while I've already said that that division is absolutely horrendous and the Ravens uh, and and the the Browns, if they can figure out a couple of pieces, just like the Bengals, you don't know who's going to freaking figure it out. If the Steelers figure out a quarterback, that's another quarterback spot. I, I, yeah, I, it I, is. I knew I was missing one. Um, that's a prestige man, I can, spot. Someone I can see. I can see Rogers in the Steelers uniform for real. They don't have a good offensive line either, though. So that's I, get a it, I get it. I don't think he'd pick to go to Pittsburgh with with these other opportunities available, especially uh, Nashville and San Francisco. Sure. Mm. Um, but I think what ends up happening is Donald goes out. I think that's who's going to be more retired after this this year. Yeah. I, I just He just seems like somebody that goes so hard all the time, a lot like McVay. So then I think if Donald does go out, I think that might be the chip that does push McVay over the edge. So I think it could be a combo situation there. Mm, that's interesting. I like that domino effect kind of deal. Because you can't, you can't rely on Stafford for years. You can't rely on OBJ for years. You can't rely on Von Miller for years, Ramsey uh, for years. So it's just like if, if you're right in saying that McVay would be behooved to uh, make a good decision right now and go out now on top, which makes a lot of sense, I think that that would a lot be predicated on Donald going out first. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think um, I'm really suddenly just super interested in what does Aaron Donald do with the rest of his life because he's 30, and like I don't know, I, I can't see him opening like a like a, a chicken salad chick franchise. <laughs> you know, I just don't know what to do with Aaron Donald. I don't know that he knows what to do, but I, he's probably like I just don't want to play football anymore. What, what if he that. paired up with Shaq? And, and Shaq's so big and lovable, and, and Aaron Donald's obviously very big but shorter, and it's yeah. just like a good cop, bad cop all the time. And like Shaq it. was the good cop, and then oh, Aaron Donald star in Hollywood. Let's go, let's do that. Yeah, but oh, in business too, sidekick. It could be the Rock and Aaron Donald, and like no, that the, could Rock, be Red the Rock's, three. We need a, we need a goofier guy. Like the Rock's got Kevin Hart, right? And Kevin Hart brings the comedy. Shaq would bring the comedy. Aaron Donald would be more the Rock. I think the Rock's hilarious. You know that. I feel like you're about to make make sure I remember how much I've uh, put 
stock into the rock is that what's no, going listen, on right now you said you think the rock's hilarious and uh he i know you don't hilarious. believe that but you sold that take so i'm just gonna let it live i'm gonna let it sit here he like is hilarious no, no no yeah like that opening to the super bowl he's not tom Se- really he's not stuff. tom segura that was not supposed to be hilarious that was supposed no, to be dramatic it was it should have been shorter i can tell you that it should have been, been a lot shorter uh those pants should Donald, not have been so tight right at the the waistline honestly never saw his pants only saw his biceps and I almost tweeted. I almost like came out of Twitter retirement for the weekend and was like, just so we know, the Rock's biceps are very big. And I just don't feel like we're talking enough about that because they're large. Put Aaron Donald next to Shaq and have them run around Papa John's, have them run around Icy Hot, doing doing a good cop, bad cop thing. Who says no to that? No it's one. It's not clear that Aaron Donald has a personality, though. That's my point. Shaq's got a huge personality. And now there's this other guy standing right next to him and they're teamed up. That's amazing. I just don't know what uh, Aaron Donald <laughs> is like a sentient baby Mack truck just chasing when he shoved Joe Burrow down with a flick of the wrist and like collapsed his lung. That's crazy, man. I, I just I don't know how that scales in the real world. I think I'm that's what the fi- the argument was after he shoved Burrow. It's like all the Bengals were like, "Hey, man, it's a clean play, but you can't just kill people." You can't just murder people you here in the biggest game. You can't casually murder people on TV <laughs> and expect us not to try to All do something about legal it. Legal push. Legal push. We're not Aaron, Mr. Aaron. We're not arguing that, Mr. Aaron. <laughs> man, but that's what set off psycho mode, so L to them on that. I, um, yeah, man, I just, uh, I think I think it's the Bengals Super Bowl chances are the most retired, and not because they're not good. They're so good. I think it's because uh, you put them in the NFC East, they're, they're in the uh, AFC or the NFC Championship, repeatedly but the afc is just so stacked it's it's the bills it's the chiefs it's the chargers it's the it's everybody in that conference is going to be killing each other and meanwhile the nfc is just like the dumb younger brother not really bringing much to the table so and i want to i want to put a pin in right here that i think and i have said multiple times zach taylor is a good coach i don't know what's coming in the future but his time in cincinnati has been successful from a coaching perspective yeah he didn't have Burrow most of last season, and then he went to the Super Bowl this season. That's a good coaching job. It's. I think he's fine. I didn't I think say he's he the best it, coach it, ever. He's, he's a good coach. He made it to the Super Bowl. That's a success. You're 100% right. And I won't come off my take that I don't know that he's actually a good coach. Um, but you know what I do think? He's a smart enough coach to be like, what if I just let Joe Burrow Joe Burrow? And uh, most a lot of coaches wouldn't do that. I don't think Mike McCarthy would do that. So kudos to him in that regard. I think it's just the ZAC. I feel like his first yep. name leaves me wanting a, a, another fair. letter, like an H or a K. I if feel he was, like that would if he was John more. Taylor, it'd be a lot stronger. J-O-H-N. It would be a lot, yeah. a lot stronger. So, um, okay, well, that's the three and out. Uh, Shout out to us making fun of everyone's names this episode. <laughs> did we? I don't even remember that. Uh, who else did we make fun of? Matthew. Matthew was Matthew. Okay. <laughs> That's not making fun of it. That's just saying you are being... We were clarifying takes on people's names. Who's more of a diva? Kyler Murray um, or Matthew Stafford for insisting on being called Matthew Stafford? It's like if you're, if, you're, if you're Ben Franklin, but you're like, no, I'm sorry, it's Benjamin Franklin. And you make everyone call you Benjamin? That's just too much. That's just Is Benjamin too much. Franklin po- problematic? Uh, I, f- I mean, I don't know that he was. I they just all were STDs. Like yeah. when he was supposed to be, I, I read part of his biography. It's just too long and I didn't finish it. Um, but when he went to France, he's supposed to do in diplomacy stuff. Um, uh, he would go and he would just like have lots of sex and he'd be like, we'll get to the diplomacy later. Um, I think, you know, I, I, I'm going to piggyback on your out about blaming refs. I feel like we kind of solved that in the, in the uh, beginning. So we won't belabor it here. Um, but I will say I'm out on, uh, no football. I'm out of the end of football. Yeah. I'm it's going to be weird. I'm really actually very I'm excited gamble on basketball. Well, if you tail Andre on college basketball, then you'll do great. Uh, but I'm really excited to get into the NBA. It, it's 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 culminating at at the right time, in my opinion. 
Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm not watching every game like we did the NFL, but it, it's yeah. going to be it's going to be a fun pick it up distraction. And of course, we have F1. Hey, we need to uh, clear the air here because okay. you said that watching Drive to Survive is a cult situation. I did. I did. Yeah, that's right. I and I, I imagine that because you're <laughs> the smirk on your face, you're going to stand <laughs> with that take. I mean. It's uh, it's not not a cold situation, you know. Let's do a little experiment. You give yeah. it a shot, and okay. then we will reassess. Fair now. To be clear, all religions are a cult, and they just need a little time. You know, cult plus time equals religion, right? So I'm not saying it's wrong. I didn't mean it to be in a bad way. I did talk about the Yellow Deli and like the the Chattanooga religion that's like you know problematic with kids. I didn't mean to you know lump those in together. Um, but you but, did. So that's but, what I'm. <laughs> but I did. But <laughs> you, you have to admit. But you did. Anytime you talk to someone about F1, it's not it's it's like the master with Philip Seymour Hoffman and uh, Joaquin Phoenix. It's not like a casual conversation. You know? I know, but that's the same thing with Yellowstone, and I don't understand why everybody thinks it's the greatest show ever. I think it's a fun show. I think it's a good show, but it's I don't think it's the greatest show ever. And I think with F1 Drive to Survive, it's kind of in that similar thing. It was really fun. It was behind the scenes. There was a lot of drama, unnecessary yeah. drama. And, you know, that's the same as Yellowstone. I just think it's different people's Yellowstone. Yellowstone, again, is not the best TV show of the year, but it's a fun uh, it's a fun hang, and it's not complicated. How, have, have you reached your capacity for spinny horses and stoppy horses yet? Or are, <laughs> no. you, are you like, I still need it a little bit more? I was, As you know, I was out on helicopters because there was a yeah. lot of helicopters in season one, and there then you're like, you don't have to worry about helicopters, but get ready for spinning horses, and <laughs> there has been a lot of them. And the Jimmy storyline, I don't really understand, but we don't have to do an entire Yellowstone podcast right now. Maybe later. Maybe later. Maybe for next season. All right, that's it for this episode of Three and Out. Uh, again, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for what you do and how you support us. If you like the show, make sure you tell a friend. As always, I'm Noxie Jason. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>